Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's day 1,208 since we came back on the air. What's the news, Dr. Clark? I'm glad you asked. Today, I would like to talk at length about the animal called Coropium volutator. This is an amphipod crustacean found in the mudflats of the northern Atlantic Ocean. In this dissertation, I will discuss its effects on seagrasses in the area through my own personal observations and study. Wait, wait, hang on. How long is this going to take? Easily the entire broadcast. Why? Because I have something I want to talk about, too. Yes, I know. Why do you think I'm doing it? How do you know so much about this thing anyway? I did my master's thesis on it. That's what I'll be reading from today. Or at least my best recollection of it. This is because of what I told you I wanted to talk about today, isn't it? There's a reason Agnes and I don't draw straws to see who's going to be on with you for these anymore. I'm the one with the patience to deal with it. I'm sorry that my search for the truth is so inconvenient for everyone. But I just can't get it out of my head how quickly the zombie apocalypse started. I know it's being caused by a protozoan parasite, as you so amazingly discovered, but I thought adaptation of living things took a long time, and this happened so suddenly. I just feel like there's more to it than meets the eye. (sighs) Okay, so what's your theory about it? So, we know that genetic engineering had started to become a lot easier. We also know that the arms race amongst nations wasn't just limited to conventional or even nuclear weapons chemical and biological agents were constantly being developed as well. Those things are all true, but so what? Are you seriously suggesting someone tried to weaponize zombies? What better weapon is there than one that turns an army against itself? But I think it's even more tragic than that. I think there was a contingency that's wanted to unleash this on their enemies for years. So what stopped them? One person. I think that one person stood up to the bullies and the would-be tyrants. They showed them the models and the data and explained to them patiently and thoroughly what would happen if they did it. And it worked for a long time. But at the end of the day, they felt unappreciated. They couldn't go public with it and be hailed as a hero, so they toiled behind the scenes. Maybe they were threatened. Maybe even people who weren't in a position to make the final decision told them how stubborn and unreasonable they were being. And then maybe... They'd finally had enough and walked out. Okay, so that's completely crazy. But let's play with it a little. Is this hypothetical person a hero or a villain? They successfully delayed a horrible tragedy for years and then suddenly decided they'd had enough and that it was worth the loss of millions, if not billions, of people. Not to mention the existence of life as we know it because... They were being harassed? I think it would be more likely that they'd be assassinated. That's possible also. And what's your evidence for any of this? Oh, well, I don't actually have any. I'm just looking for an explanation for how we went from zero zombies to millions of zombies, all within the space of just a few weeks. Where was this protozoan parasite in all the years leading up to outbreak day, if not in a vial in a lab somewhere? Max, do you have any idea how many viruses, bacteria, and parasites there are in the world that don't affect human beings at all? Um, no. 
let's just say it's a lot. When something can infect an animal and a human, then it's called a zoonotic disease. But lots of diseases are confined to either animals or humans and can't cross over. Sometimes, though, a biological organism mutates in such a way that it can cross over, even when it couldn't before. That's what happened, Max. None of your conspiracy mumbo-jumbo. Oh, I didn't know about that. See, I learned something today. Who knows? Maybe someday I'll learn, too. Come on, let's wrap this up before you find a way to make it even weirder than it already was. Sure thing, Dr. Clark. Thanks for being such a good sport. Listeners, we'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.